Welcome to the Talking Schmidt podcast. We are live on a Sunday night for the first time. Andy and I thought it'd be a fun idea to go over some NFL coverage for the action so far this weekend. Andy, how's been your weekend been so far? Mike, it's been good. I was in Hocking Hills most of the weekend uh, celebrating Friendsgiving with a uh, several other couples. So it's been a fun weekend. We got back around noon uh, today. So watched plenty of football, definitely some good games, some real close games, a few blowouts. But Mike, overall, I really missed watching the Browns play today. Yeah, I did too, Andy. It was uh, sort of a depressing weekend for Cleveland sports. There was no Cavs game, although watching the Cavs play is depressing in itself. Yes. And no Browns game. So it was kind of an interesting day. I had a busy weekend. Julie had family in from out of town. Her sister's moving back up from Texas. So they were staying with us the whole weekend before looking at some places, trying to get situated back up here. And then, uh, Andy, I've, uh, I've been running a lot, actually. I've run like, I ran like 20 miles this week. Oh my God. What are you training for something? Uh, training to lose fat. That's the, that's the goal. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm working on my Santa bod, uh, leading up to Christmas here. So, oh, well, maybe I'll be Rudolph this year and you can be Santa and we'll, uh, when we do Christmas Eve. This year. <laughs> hey, if you've been running a lot, you know, I could get a sleigh and you could maybe pull me around the yard or something. Yeah. Yeah. Rudolph and Santa. Well, Andy, we are, uh, doing a little bonus coverage here on the Schmidt talking Schmidt podcast. Yeah, we're going to review some games here today. And uh, Mike, how do you want to start this? You want you want me to lead off or do you want to kind of jump into it here? Well, Andy, I figured the best thing to do is start with the Thursday night game since that kind of already happened. So I, what I'd like to do is go live to Seattle because the Seattle Seahawks knocked off the Green Bay Packers, Andy. They had a shaky start to the game, but Russell Wilson got hot in the fourth quarter. Bobby Wagner and the Seattle defense really stymied Aaron Rodgers late in the game. And the Seahawks surprisingly are still in the NFC playoff race. So Wilson actually threw for 225 yards and his 15 yard touchdown pass to Ed Dixon with five minutes left in the game really was the difference in it as the Seahawks beat the green Bay Packers 27 to 24 on Thursday night. And really it was a key matchup, Andy, because potentially two NFC wildcard spots are open for those two teams. Seattle improves to five and five. Green Bay falls to four, five, and one. So both teams still have life, but they still have to win a, quite a few more games if they're going to make it because the NFC is really tough this year. So Seattle has not lost three straight games since the middle of the 2011 season, and they finally closed out a win after consecutive close losses to the Chargers and the Rams. So Seattle was actually 1-8 in its previous eight games, decided by one score. On the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers had a huge first half and threw for 332 yards, but the Packers had just one scoring drive, and unfortunately in the second half for them, he did have a 57-yard strike to Devontae Adams, which I know a lot of people were pumped about in fantasy. But Aaron Rodgers only threw a pair of touchdown passes in the first half. And really, that was it. So, Andy, I think, uh, I think we both picked the Packers on this matchup. We did. And uh, they've been disappointing this whole season, really. And 
you know, there's rumblings that Mike McCarthy may be available after this year. Um, that's a possible candidate the Browns could be looking at. I'm not a huge fan of him for yeah. the Browns, but he most likely is going to be available as the, the Giants have had, or the, sorry, the Packers have kind of had two dis- disappointing seasons in a row now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wonder how much of it is Aaron Rodgers' health, but I think that they need a fresh start and a new coach in Green Bay. They have to start getting the running game going. They need another receiver. They have a team with a lot of potential, and that, that could be the number one job available if you want to win right away. Absolutely. Because I think Aaron Rodgers probably has another four to five good seasons left in him, you would think. With as, with so. as long as quarterbacks play nowadays, as long as he can stay healthy, right. um, you know, he should have a few more good years left in him. And um, yeah, that would probably be the, the number one job that a coach, you know, they'd have a lot more job security than some of these teams, you know, like the Browns, even though I think the Browns job is very appealing. But I mean, if you can go coach Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably the best quarterback ever, uh, it would be hard to pass that up. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, Andy, let's move on to the next game. All right, Mike, so I'm going to go over the Buccaneers versus Giants game, which was a battle. Uh, Saquon Barkley had a huge game today. He ran yes, for a yes. career high, 142 yards, and scored three touchdowns. As the Giants beat the Bucs 38-35 to to win consecutive games for the first time, Mike, since December 2016. Wow. It's quite a while. Eli Manning, we have, in our, in our podcast, we have knocked Eli Manning all year. He had two touchdown passes today. He had a good game. And linebacker Alec Ogletree also returned one of the Giants' four interceptions for a 15-yard wow. touchdown. So that was the Giants. That was their biggest point output of the entire season. So the Giants are now 3-7. and seven. They never trailed uh, as Manning found a wide-open Saquon Barkley on a six-yard touchdown pass on the opening series. The number two overall pick in the draft scored from the five-yard line on the second possession to give New York the lead for good. Odell Beckham also had a big game. He had four catches for 74 yards, including an eight-yard touchdown reception in the third quarter. And Tampa, Mike, Tampa started off hot. Uh, what did they start off, 3-0? and They are now 3-7 and on the season. And there is a lot of uh, drama going on with that team is – you know, they've, they've been bouncing back between quarterbacks. Mike Ryan Fitzpatrick left the game again in the third quarter, being replaced that. by Jameis Winston. So Jameis is back, it looks like, because he led the team to four touchdowns. Um, and the last score that they had was a 41-yard pass to Mike Evans with two minutes and 22 seconds to go. Wow. But that was about all she wrote for that game. So – the Giants improved to three and seven. The Bucks fall to three and seven. Well, Andy, I did actually take Pat Shermer and the Giants in my picks this week. So, unfortunately, so I, dude, I had the paradoxes of all paradoxes this week. So in my in my dynasty league, I have Saquon Barkley on my team. Mm-hmm. In our <laughs> fantasy football league, I have Ezekiel Elliott, and in both games, I played in. In my dynasty league, I played Zeke and I had Saquon. And in our league, I had Zeke and played Saquon. So I was not sure who to root for this week. Obviously, both of them had pretty good games. But, man, Saquon just went off. And uh, Joe Fantuzo's got the lead on me right now. 
and you called that on our last podcast, Mike, that he was going to go off against this this Bucks defense that really just isn't very good. And uh, we we kind of knew that he was due for a big game, um, and he didn't he didn't disappoint. He did not disappoint his favorite coach, Patrick Shermer. <laughs> well, Andy, we're going to move on to the next game, and Andy Lamar Jackson got the start as the Ravens beat the Bengals. Andy, another quick tidbit about this game. So Hugh Jackson, Andy, still can't win a game in the NFL. No, he brought his stench to Cincinnati. He was on the sidelines. Did you see him? I did. He was, looked lovely. He, he looks really great in that orange color, but he is still a loser, and the Bengals lost 24-21 to 21 as they fell to 5-5, five and five, and the Ravens improved to 5-5. Five and five. And Lamar Jackson got a win. I mean, Andy, he was more of a running back than a quarterback, but he juked and sprinted his way to 117 yards. And then Gus Edwards, whoever the heck that is, ran for 115 yards for the Ravens as well. So, I mean, they really, really crushed the Bengals on the ground. And they had to snap a three-game losing streak. So, Jackson flashed moves that really showed why he was the 2016 Heisman Trophy winner at Louisville. He was in and out of the pocket. He had 27 carries, 27 carries for a quarterback, Andy. That's nuts. Obviously, that's not sustainable in today's NFL. One one or two games, maybe. But, I mean, he, he only attempted 19 passes. He completed 13 of them. No touchdowns, had an interception. So, Joe Flacco, the Ravens' starting quarterback, did not practice all week, and he was inactive with a right hip injury, obviously creating the opening for Jackson, the 32nd overall pick in the NFL draft. But Jackson obviously was very nervous for his start, saying that he stayed up all night and had some stomach issues prior to. So he played pretty well. I wish I would have uh, picked him on like a uh, DraftKings type of site because obviously with 100 and some rushing yards, that's really good for a quarterback. Yeah, he's going to get a ton of rushing yards, that's for sure. And I think uh, Matt, I think, picked him up in our league. So I I didn't look and see his point total, um, but I'm assuming it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't notice he was picked up. But unfortunately for the Bengals, their kicker, Randy Bullock, missed a potential tying 52-yard field goal with 3.59 left on the clock. And Andy Dalton's fourth down pass from the Baltimore 37 with a minute 42 to go was knocked away and... The Bengals fell again. I call it the curse of Hugh Jackson, but the Bengals played hard, couldn't pull it off. Looking forward to seeing the Browns play them next week. Yeah, that's going to be real exciting. Real exciting. I think the Browns definitely have a chance in that game. Yeah, definitely. All right, Andy, who's the next game? All right, Mike, this may have been the game of the day. The Steelers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I watched it. Oh, great game. I was watching it with Hannah. Hannah was having a meltdown. <laughs> she was very, very nervous the entire game. I think every Big Ben had three picks in that game. Every single time he threw a pick, she's like, that's it. I'm done watching it. Change the channel. She would change it back from watching a cooking show. And <laughs> Big Ben would literally throw another pick. She's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going back to watching a cooking show. Mike, she couldn't watch the last two minutes. She locked herself in the bathroom, turned on her radio, and – she was just stressing out. So she was happy about it. So I was, I was happy. She was happy. But, Mike, this game was crazy. So Ben Roethlisberger, he threw two interceptions on his first 12 passes. 
and Pittsburgh failed to score in the first half for the first time in more than two years. They looked awful in the first half. Two years. Mike, they still trailed by 10 points approaching the two-minute warning. So crazy. Now, when Big Ben muscled his way over the goal line with five seconds left for a 20-16 to victory over the Jags, he wasn't sure where to rank his comeback, but he ended up saying is one of the best he ever had. Um, one week after Roethlisberger had a perfect quarterback rating, Mike, where he threw more touchdowns than incompletions. Um, he threw three interceptions today and overcame a 16, nothing deficit by leading the Steelers on a drive in their last two possessions. Um, Antonio Brown had a 78 yard touchdown pass. And Juju Smith-Schuster really kind of heated was you know heating up. He was their main target towards the end of the game. He hit him with a few deep passes. So the Steelers they got a little bit lucky there at the end, but they pulled through. They improved to seven and one, and they likely have ended any sort of hopes of making the playoffs for Jacksonville, who has beat them twice in a row, and they they were the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Yeah. So. Well, it just seems like Jacksonville plays Pittsburgh really tough, but Pittsburgh just finds a way to win the game. And, Andy, what a disappointment Jacksonville's been this year. I mean, they were tapped by many to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were 13-3 and last year, Mike. Well, after watching that game, they need to find a quarterback because Blake Bortles, Andy, is awful. Yes, and that's the thing. Awful. At the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback – you're not going to win in this league. No, no, you're not. Bottom line, you need a quarterback to win. I don't care how good your defense is. And that defense is phenomenal. I mean, Pittsburgh's one of the top offenses in the league, and they struggled they spent, to yeah. get 20 points against yeah. the Jaguars. So maybe it's Cody Kessler time, Mike, in Jacksonville. Well, I know they put him in before, but at this point, all they have to lose is more games because they are what three and seven or three six? and seven, three and seven now. So I mean, they have the same record as Andy as the Giants. Yeah, it's crazy. And, wow, and the Bucks. I mean, that's and those teams are tabbed to be two of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So huge disappointment this year for the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I, I'm surprised that they didn't try and make a trade for somebody either this offseason or the trade why, deadline. Why they you know, wouldn't try to trade a second round pick or something for Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. I mean, we would give him Tyrod. Absolutely. So I think Blake's out next year. He has to be. He should be, Mike, because their window is going to be closing as these guys, these studs they have on defense are all going to want bigger contracts. Yeah. There's no way they're going to be able to keep all those guys. Absolutely. Well, Andy, let's go to the next game. This is a game I was flipping back and forth between the Steelers and the Jags from. The Cowboys knocked off the Falcons 22 to 19 as they improved a five and five, knocking the Falcons down to four and six. I did pick the Cowboys. I did think they started to get some momentum last week. They, their kicker Mayer kicked a 42 yard field goal as time expired as they walked off the Falcons. And this game was in Atlanta. Atlanta fans were not happy because another team, the Falcons, a lot of people thought were going to be a really solid playoff team this year. So, The Cowboys have won two straight road games and trail Washington by only one game in the NFC East after the division leaders lost to Houston this week, which we'll talk about here shortly. And the Cowboys and the Redskins play on Thanksgiving Day, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that game, although it sounds like we're going to be seeing Colt McCoy. Atlanta dropped to 4-6 and and has lost its second game in a row after losing to the Browns and 
they face even longer odds to get to the postseason. And Ezekiel Elliott had a pretty big day for Dallas in what was pretty much a defensive slugfest until the fourth quarter. The teams combined for 26 points over the last 15 minutes. Zeke had 122 yards rushing on 23 carries, including a 23-yard touchdown, and he led the team with seven catches for some 79 yards. Matt Ryan found Julio Jones again, Andy. 34-yard touchdown pass to Julio for Atlanta's only touchdown of the game, and that was only with a minute 52 to actually tie the game. But then Dallas got the ball back. They drove down the field 51 yards in 10 plays, setting up Mayer's winning kick as time expired. So grinding for every yard, Dallas needed 14 plays to cover 75 yards. Prescott's four-yard scoring run after the quarterback faked the handoff to Elliott was their previous score. So Dallas, 5-5, five and five, maybe saving Jason Garrett's job if they can turn things around. Yeah, they have a chance. And I think Atlanta, though, Mike, Atlanta's, I think, is done. I mean, that division that they're playing in is a, is a tough division. And yeah. they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They were up uh, on, on the, the Patriots by 20-plus points. So they've really kind of fallen a long way uh, ever since Kyle Shanahan took uh, – he left and took that head coaching job in San Francisco. They just have not looked the same at all. No, and their defense is pretty terrible. Oh, it's awful. I mean, Nick Chubb tore him up. <clears throat> uh, Zeke tore him up. Obviously, both those guys are phenomenal running backs, but they can't contain anybody. No, no, they can't. All right, Andy, next. All right, next, we got the Panthers versus the Lions. So, Panthers coming off that huge loss against Pittsburgh last Thursday. They needed a win here against the Lions. Uh, they had a chance to win the game, Mike. It was a close game. Cam Newton took a, a shotgun snap and was set up in a clean pocket, looking around the field, sideline to sideline. And he had time to hit an open receiver in the end zone, which would have given the Panthers a chance to convert and go ahead with a two-point conversion. But he wasted the opportunity, and he slid out. He went out to his left, took an off-balance throw that was behind Jerry's right, and that was basically it. Um, so instead of earning a comeback – win to help with with their playoff hopes his pass with 107 left Detroit to hold on for a 20 to 19 win over Carolina on Sunday so uh Detroit looked pretty good I thought in this game carry on Johnson yeah was finally getting some more opportunities Kenny Galladay too Kenny Galladay so that the young guys are are doing well for the Lions and we've been talking about that all year Mike why not let these young guys get opportunities. The lions really aren't going anywhere. So, you know, the lions may be set up nice for next season if they can develop these young guys, but the Panthers fall to six and four, the lions improve to four and six, both in the NFC. Carolina is second in the NFC South. So their playoff hopes are still alive, um, but they're not going to win that division. I mean, they play in the division with new Orleans and then Detroit is at the bottom of the NFC North at four and six. Hmm. Well, that was an interesting game. I did not, unfortunately, catch that game, but I, I think I picked the Lions to win that game, unfortunately. You did, and I picked the Panthers. Yeah. Well, lucky for you. Anyway, way to break a leg on that review. And speaking of breaking a leg, let's go to our next game, the Texans and the Redskins, where Alex Smith actually broke his tibia and fibula. That was brutal. 
he is apparently in surgery right now. That's how bad his injury was. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you I see did, the video? I did not see the video. It was nasty. What happened? He was dropping back and he got, he got hit. Some guy hit him low and his ankle just snapped. So he, when he fell, he kind of rolled over and it looked like his, his ankle was just made of jello. You just saw his ankle like flopping in the wind. And uh, he came down and he was just writhing in pain and he did not get back up. So he had to be carted off the field. And that, I mean, that's unfortunately the end of his season, which kind of a dis- disappointing season for him after what he hadn't been doing in years past playing in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, and he had that Redskins team at six and three going into this game. And unfortunately they dropped a six and four. They'll be playing on Thanksgiving, but Andy, I think it's Colt McCoy time in Washington, the Houston Texans improved to seven and three. And I don't really see anybody stopping them, especially in the AFC South right now. So their safety, Justin Reed intercepted the ball in the end zone and saw literally nothing but green grass in front of him. He returned an interception for 101 yards was the biggest play of the day for Houston and Houston needed to overcome a mistake prone to Sean Watson to actually beat the Redskins. This was still a close game, 23 to 21, tying a franchise record. They've had their seventh consecutive victory. So they started out really slow and they have been very hot lately. A gruesome, as we talked about, season ending injury for quarterback Alex Smith. Three turnovers. It wasn't pretty, but the Texans became the first team since 1925 New York Giants to win seven in a row after starting 0 and 3. Deshaun Watson was 16-24 for 208 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Smith broke his right tibia and fibula on a sack by Kareem Jackson midway through the third quarter, and he's already, like we said, in surgery. So Alex Smith's right leg turned the wrong way in an eerily similar fashion to the one Joe Theismann did on the Lawrence Taylor sack, and it, it happened exactly 33 years ago to the day. Colt McCoy, the Redskins' new savior at quarterback, Replaced Smith, threw a touchdown pass, and led a long-scoring drive for Washington, which will likely rely on the journeyman quarterback, Colt McCoy, the rest of the way, which you have to think, Andy, Colt McCoy is not going to take them too far. No, and we know how that goes. I mean, having Colt McCoy as your quarterback. So um, they, they were having a pretty good season, the Redskins, but there's some other teams in that division, like we talked about, like Dallas, that is kind of trending upward. So not looking too good for them. No, not at all. All right, Andy, what do you got next? All right, next we got the Broncos and the Chargers, which was another very close game where Brendan McManus kicked a 34-yard field goal as time expired to give the Broncos a 23-22 win and beat Los Angeles Chargers' six-game winning streak. So Denver got the ball on its own eight with a minute 51 remaining, and Case Keenum led a seven-play, 76-yard drive. Keenan was 19 for 32 for 205 yards, completed five passes for 86 yards during the drive, including a 30-yard pass to Cortland Sutton, which took them to the Denver 16. Keenan then spiked the ball, and McManus's field goal was true as the clock expired. Phillip Lindsay had 11 carries for 79 yards, um, and Sutton had three receptions for 78 yards. Mike, Phillip Rivers threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns and Melvin Gordon had 158 yards from scrimmage, 89 rushing, 69 receiving. Keenan Allen had nine receptions for 89 yards, but the chargers still lost. So I did not see that coming. 
No, I did not see that coming at all. They were the Chargers are one of the hot teams. I honestly think that they are a sneaky team mm-hmm. that could sneak in to the Super Bowl I agree. Uh, in the AFC. So that and, was a shocker. And they got Joey Bosa back today. Yeah, that was a shocker. I was expecting big things personally from their defense. I got zero points from them today, Mike. Wow, that's very disappointing. Well, that was definitely one of the upsets of the week. And, I mean, with the numbers that the Chargers put up, it's just, you know, somehow Case Keenum, he didn't throw for any touchdown passes, but the Broncos were able to get touchdowns from Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Yeah, and Royce Freeman, was that his first game back? Because he's uh-huh. been out for a while. It was kind of the Phillip Lindsay show for a while, but Royce, I think he, he's, he is back now, and he did have a touchdown. So, anyway, Los Angeles yeah, falls this first game in a month. Falls to seven and three. They're in second place in the AFC West behind Kansas City. You still got to think. I mean, they're they're going to be a playoff team. They're a playoff team, no question about it. Well, I mean, they'll. I think they'll certainly win their division. Well, no, because they got they Kansas got, City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. They'll be, they'll be yeah. a top wild card. I mean, they're seven absolutely. And yeah. They're seven and three. They'll. Uh, They'll make the playoffs. I expect them to get double-digit victories. Well, Andy, let's move on to the next game, the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. And, Andy, I think you took the Colts and I took the Titans, and, boy, was I wrong about this one. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Titans beat the Patriots last week, Mike, so very surprising how the outcome of this game was. Yeah, I mean, I specifically did not start Andrew Luck on both of my fantasy teams to play Jared Goff, but Andrew Luck balled out in this game. Andy, I also, speaking of Indianapolis, I heard that our pot, Talking Schmidt podcast is now the official podcast of the Indiana State University Hoosier football team. Hey, that's awesome. So I, uh, I wanted to com- congratulate you for that very, very high honor. Well, the Colts, Andy, moved to 5-5, five and five, knocking the Titans down to 5-5. Five and five. It's sort of shaping up like our fantasy football team, 38-10. to 10. Andrew Luck followed the perfect game plan today. He had three touchdown passes again, avoided getting sacked again, helped Adam Vinatieri achieve another record-breaking moment by leading the Colts to their fourth straight win. Luck and T.Y. Hilton really hooked up a lot today. Twice for scores, Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins each ran in a touchdown, and the Colts' defense stymied the Tennessee Titans. So... With some of the franchise's greatest players in attendance, Luck went 23 for 29, 297 yards, three touchdowns, finished with a quarterback rating of 143.8. He tied Dan Marino for the third longest streak of consecutive games with three or more touchdown passes, seven in league history. Only Tom Brady, 10, and Peyton Manning, 8, remain ahead of Andrew Luck on this list. And really, right now, I don't really see a lot of signs of Andrew Luck slowing down. T.Y. Hilton caught nine passes for 155 yards in front of Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, two of the top receivers in Colts history. So for the Titans, all too familiar. They just seem to be so hot and cold. They lost to Luck and were really never given a chance in this game. Apparently something went on with their uh, defensive coordinator mid-game. He had to be taken to the hospital in, in the middle of the game. Really? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so I guess wow. they took him out of the press box in a wheelchair. And Marcus Mariota, no surprise, went down with an elbow injury in the final minute of the first half. That certainly didn't help either. So Andrew Luck made it look easy. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and Mike, just like you in one of my other fantasy leagues, I also benched Andrew Luck um, just because of the matchup. The Titans had been playing well. 
Well, they, they stifled Tom Brady the week before. Exactly. So, you know, that I don't think that was a bad call by us, but obviously he played very well. And I'm happy for him, really, because a lot of people were questioning if he would really ever be the same after tearing his, his labrum and he missed all last season. People were questioning if he would still be able to throw the deep ball, if he would still have, you know, the velocity and accuracy with his passes. And, Mike, he's having a phenomenal season back. So – Sure is. Comeback player of the year in the NFL. Definitely. Definitely. Really, really happy for Andrew Luck because he's, uh, you know, he's one of the best, best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he just really has never had the players around him to succeed. No, he hasn't. And hopefully the Colts can ch- turn it around at some point. They do have the most cap room in the NFL, Andy, going into the offseason. Really? Over yeah. the Browns even? Wow. Over the Browns, yeah. They have a, over wow. 100 million. The Browns only have 80. Maybe they'll bring some players in for him. They oh, can't ever sure. seem to protect him either. It seems like his line has been terrible ever since he's been there. No question about it. And he got any other games? One more game, Mike. And this was another close one, another one that came down to a game-winning field goal. So the Raiders versus the Cardinals. Daniel Carlson kicked a 35-yard field goal as the game ended to give Oakland a 23-21 to win over the Arizona Cardinals. So the Raiders improved to 2-8. and eight. Mike, I personally believe they should be 1-9. and nine. Uh, yeah. That should be a converse, that's a conversation for another day <laughs> regarding yeah. the Browns. They had five straight losses before this, which, uh, you know, they, they were playing a team. The Cardinals, they're obviously nothing special. They fell to two and eight. Um, but Derek Carr, he threw for two touchdowns and had completions of 32 and 20 yards on the final drive that led to the, the win. Mike, Josh Rosen threw for three touchdowns. Two to Larry Fitzgerald, but was also intercepted twice. Mm. David Johnson also had his best rushing game of the season. And Mike, ever since they changed offensive coordinators, David Johnson's been playing a lot better. He rushed for 30, 137 yards today, including a 53-yard run that set up one of Rosen's touchdowns. So despite Rosen throwing for three touchdowns, Mike, he was only nine for 20 for 136 yards. So Three of those completions just happen to be touchdowns. He's not looking too good. I know the team isn't very good, but at this point, you know, he was the guy the Browns were considered drafting. I'm very happy we took Baker over Rosen and Darnold and, you know, all those other guys. Um, Agreed. So, I mean, I, I definitely think Baker looks the best out of that group. So, Oakland improves to 2-8. and eight. Arizona falls to 2-8. and eight. Both these teams are bottom dwellers in their division. This game realistically meant nothing. Very true. Although it was an entertaining game from what I understand. And I do, I do understand that uh, John Gruden got into it with Derek Carr after one of his interceptions. They got into a fight. Yeah, I saw that. He's probably the next to go. Derek on, Carr uh, John on, Gruden? On, well, Derek Carr. Because John Gruden's just getting rid of everybody on I'm that gonna, team. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now and say – Derek Carr is going to be in a Jacksonville uniform next year. I like it. That would be good for, for Jacksonville. And for Derek Carr. And for Derek Carr. I, I would not want any part of playing for John Gruden, even though he claims that players are calling him, telling him how much they want to come play for the Raiders, which is – that's a load of BS. I mean, come that's, on. That sounds made up. Yeah. Who's, who's calling to play for Gruden and the Raiders? On a two and eight football team that is going to be in Oakland, which is a crap hole right now of a stadium, uh, they're yeah. playing on a baseball field for crying out loud. And maybe, 
a crappy stadium, old stadium, and they're moving. They're moving into. Yeah, in a I know. I know. And Gruden's there for another nine seasons. I mean, maybe somebody like Johnny Menzel is calling, who's desperate to get back into the NFL. But I can, be. I can guarantee that there's no top free agents that want to come play for him. No, absolutely not. Well, Andy, let's go on to our final game of the day. Andy, I watched this one because I thought this was going to be a really good game. The Nolan Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending champs versus the current kings of the NFL, the Saints. Andy, oh my goodness. Drew Brees passed first 363 yards, four touchdowns, and the Saints won their ninth straight game with a 48-7 demolition derby of the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday that marked the Eagles' worst loss by far since they won the Super Bowl last season. Breeze completed 22 of 30 passes, did not turn the ball over, gave him 25 touchdowns, and Andy, get this, one interception on the season. Yeah, insane. Insane. His fourth touchdown seemed to encapsulate New Orleans' audacious approach to the game. He hit running back Alvin Kamara in stride on a touchdown down the right sideline for 37 yards on a fourth and seven when they were already up by over 30 points so the saints nine and one 45 to seven lead early in the fourth quarter and andy breeze other touchdown passes went to austin carr for 15 yards rookie traquan smith for 23 and my guy michael thomas Mm-hmm. smith finished with 10 catches for 157 yards thomas four catches 92 yards made him the first receiver in Saints history to surpass a 1,000 yards receiving in each of his three seasons. Andy, your guy Mark Ingram rushed 16 times for 103 yards, including a touchdown of 14 yards and a yard. Kamara added 71 yards on the ground. New Orleans finished with 546 total yards. Carson Wentz on the other side was intercepted three times, finished with 156 yards, 19 of 33 passing and Andy, he put up a solid goose egg in fantasy this week. Yeah. And Joe Fantuzo has him. So that is, that's huge for you, Mike. It is man. The saints though, watching that team play. I don't know how you game plan for them as a defense because they have so many weapons. They'll put Kamara and Ingram out there at the same time. They'll put breeze and they'll put that other quarterback uh, Hill out there at the same time. I mean, their team is just absolutely stacked and Drew Brees is having one of one of his best seasons. He may have passed up Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win MVP this year because he's yeah. got the saints rolling right now. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Their defense is coming together. And Mike, I was listening to the radio and they, they were talking, saying that the, the saints players on defense, their defensive players feel like they can be more aggressive, which creates turnovers and creates more scoring from a defense because they're so confident in Drew Brees in that offense that it allows them to play more freely and play more aggressively. So they're really coming together as a team. They look like the favorites right now. Yeah, I mean, they really do. The defense impressed me a lot. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles have a really good offense, but I just think they're playing with so much confidence right now because the offense is so good. Just to give you a quick idea about how well Drew Brees is doing. 123.8 rating, 26, or no, he's got 2,900 yards, 25 touchdowns, and get this, Andy, he's completing 
percent of his passes. That's insane. That, that is unheard of. That's unbelievable. Which I believe will be an NFL record, should that stand and continue throughout the season. I I, I really I like Drew Brees. I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a good guy. He's a great player. He had some struggles early on in his career where people thought he may never play again after he had that bad shoulder injury. So I'm a big Drew Brees fan. Uh, Happy to see him playing well and succeeding. And the Saints are rolling, Mike. I'm going to come out and say that I am going to be rooting for the Saints to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Agreed. And I will be rooting for them in the playoffs. I want a Saints and Kansas City. Yeah, I I have to root for the Chiefs just because John Dorsey built that team, and it makes me feel better about the Browns. So I, I really want to see the Chiefs end up there as well. Yeah, that would be an offensive showdown for sure. Well, speaking of offensive showdowns, tomorrow night the Rams and the Chiefs do play each other. And watch, Andy, after all this hype of talking about it being an offensive showdown, just watch it be just a complete like slugfest on defense, and it'd be like yeah. 96. Could you imagine if that happened? I, I think a lot <laughs> How of crazy that would be. A lot of money and would lose a lot of fantasy matchups. Oh, yeah. And you took the Chiefs in that game, I believe. I think I took the yes. Rams. Yeah, that's, so. that's correct. That's correct. Well, Andy, that concludes it for our quick breakdown. And, you know, we're obviously we, we only plan on doing a quick podcast tonight. So we'll, we'll get out of here shortly for everybody. But I do want to let everybody know we will not be podcasting on Wednesday night this this week. We are going to be doing a live podcast with a studio audience for the first time on Thursday evening. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, Mike. It's our first podcast tour, um, and it's going to be fun to do it in front of the fans and kind of interact with them. Yeah, so Andy, we're going to be going over a lot of different topics. We plan on having a jam-packed show. We actually, we're going to have a lot of guests. We're going to have a survey. We're going to have all sorts of all sorts of excitement for everybody. So we hope that everybody is able to either attend or listen later on, but um, really uh, expecting it to be a fun time. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's going to be a real, real fun time. So I'm excited, Mike. Yeah. will be a great time. Well, uh, Andy, you got anything else for our listening audience? Uh, well, there's some, some close matchups here in our, Mike, our fantasy league. So just good luck to everybody. It's, it's a tight race to the playoffs here. And, uh, some of these matchups are going to come down to tonight's game and the Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know uh, it seems like Evan and uncle Tom are going to be in a tight battle. Mm -hmm. I'm in a tight battle with Joe Fantuzo. You're in a tight battle with Eric. The donkeys I think are going to lose to Joe Marco. Yeah. He has a lot of people left to play. A lot of people left. Um, Bill's team should beat uncle Joe's team. And Matt and Mark are in a pretty tight battle, too. So They are. And Matt has another new team name. <laughs> Zero to Hero, Trey Kwan. That's Matt. his fifth or sixth team name, I believe, this year. I think so. Well, Matt will win the award for most team names. So, uh, anyway, um, that's all I got for everybody tonight. Looking forward to seeing everybody on Thanksgiving. If not, Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, eats tons of turkey, and watches a ton of football, and most importantly, listens to the Talking Schmidt podcast. And Andy, actually, believe it or not, you can actually go back all the way from the beginning and listen from episode one. So if you want to binge listen to our podcast, you have the capability to do that 
over Thanksgiving break. If you're doing a lot, of, if you're doing a lot of driving, you can listen to it that way as well. It'll pass the time quickly. That's for sure. Most definitely. And you will be the most knowledgeable football fan out there after doing so. So for Mike and Andy and the talking Schmidt pod, we are out. Hope everybody has a great Sunday night and a great week and we'll see you Thursday.